Good morning. Welcome to all those joining us for the Kutei Halachas, Yoradeya, Chelek Aleph, Hilchas Ribis, Halacha Hei. We're up to the end of paragraph Lamed Beis. In the version that I'm using, it's a short paragraph on page 411, the left-hand column on top. V'haklal she'afal pi she'ein zoichen lahasik. We dedicate the learning today, Lilo Nishmas Rosa Bas Itamar, and also for a complete refuah shalema for all those that need it, including Chaviva Chana Bas Galia, Yus Behendel Bas Kitaleya, Sarocha Bas Yus Behendel, Avivilana Bas Yus Behendel, Eitan Yoel Ben Edna, Tuvietzi Ben Chayaliza, Ides Bas Miriam Brindel, Rus Alexandra Estachaya Bas Luna Patricia, Jonas Ben Hilda, Shiradvoira Bas Miriam, Avigail Brocha Bas Shiradvoira, Soraleya Bas Chavaliba, Boruch Mordechai Ben Tali, Menachem Ben Rishabasha, David Lei Ben Shena, Shimon Eliezer Ben Rochel, Besorich Shar Choli Yisroel. We're still discussing the topic of Emes based on chapter 51 in Likud Imran, Rav Nelson Zal says now, V'haklal, she'af al-pi she'ein zoichen lahasig etzem remes. Just to, to really summarize and, and put the final touch on what we've been speaking about, Rav Nelson Zal says, even though we, most of us, are not zoichen to understand the, the essence of truth, af al despite that, Every single true tzaddik accomplishes a lot through his mitzvahs and maizen toivim. Shemeir bonu kedusha samitas toirosoi kefi hador ukefi hoeis vazman. Each and every true tzaddik shines into Klal Yisrael the holiness of his true Torah based on the generation, based on what's going on at that time. Bifnei habayis, v'shaloi bifnei habayis. This includes when there was a Beis HaMikdosh and when there's no Beis HaMikdosh. V'afilu kol nekudo nekudo toivo shalemes shel hapochoi shebeisroel. And even every slight iota of truth of the smallest Jew, the Jew on the lowest level, Yokor Mo'oid Mo'oid Be'en of Yisborach is very, very precious in the eyes of Hashem. Ve'ena Ne'evedes Lo'ilam. And it does not go lost at all whatsoever. Umashenasim Kolechod V'yechod. And what each and every Jew is going through, Iyev Shalahasim, is we cannot understand. Kigam HaTzadikim HaGedoylem B'Yatzmon because even the great tzaddikim, even they themselves, cannot understand the ways of Hashem, the truth of the ways of Hashem. And despite that, everything that these tzaddikim accomplish, all of the truth that they accomplish, their Torah, their mitzvahs, ma'asim toivim, their bringing Klal Yisrael close to Hashem is, is something that remains eternally. 
Kamashikosu, as the Pasuk says, Vishilamtias Pa'ulosam Be'emes. Hashem says, I will reward and repay all of their actions with truth. Ukemoikem kol nekuda unakuda minakuda soemes shemeirimbanu. And so too, every single drop of truth that the tzaddikim shine into us, afilu b'shiflusenu he'otzum, even when we're in the lowest, lowest levels, hakol kayom lonetzach. All of that remains eternally. And as a result of everything that Hashem said to Moshe Rabbeinu, we're continuing from where we left off in the discussion when Hashem wanted to send Moshe Rabbeinu to take the Jews out of Mitzrayim. And at first, Moshe Rabbeinu was very reluctant to accept this mission. So now Rabbi Nelson Zal says, and as a result of all the war, everything that Hashem spoke to him, and Hashem shined into Moshe Rabbeinu an understanding of the real truth, which was even above what Moshe Rabbeinu could perceive at the time. To the point where Moshe Rabbeinu put all of his thoughts and ideas aside completely. And he went on the mission that Hashem sent him, and he fulfilled his mission honestly, with complete honesty, and he did take us out of Egypt, and he gave us the Torah, as a result of all of this, Moshe Rabbeinu was able to understand from the distance, the great kindness of Hashem, which is infinite. To the point where Moshe Rabbeinu realized that it's impossible even for him to understand the, the full depth of Hashem's true intentions. To the point where Moshe Rabbeinu realized that even though Hashem at times is so angry, super angry at Klal Yisrael, even then Hashem wants the tzaddik to daven for Bnei Yisrael. Because the true essence, the Hashem's true, true intentions is something that we cannot understand at all, even the greatest of tzaddikim. So that at times it looks like Hashem is angry, it looks so clear and obvious that Hashem just wants to punch us or destroy us. And in reality, that's not the case. And regardless of anything and everything, what Hashem really wants is that we should davent Him, we should plead with Him. Because the essence of, the, of Hashem's true kindness and pity, no one can fathom at all. V'yalken, <clears throat> therefore, Achar Matan Torah, after Hashem gave the Torah to Bnei Yisrael, 
when the Jews got involved in the in the Hazav, the golden calf, worshipping idols, to the point where Hashem got very angry, and as the Pasuk says until him, Hashem said, I want to destroy them completely, then already, Moshe Rabbeinu knew he had experience already from taking the Jews out of Egypt. Then Moshe Rabbeinu understood to ignore completely, not to look at all at the simple truth which he saw based on human comprehension and based on human understanding of justice. That the Jews, it seemed that Hashem's intention is definitely that He wants to punish the Jewish people based on an appropriate punishment based on this super evil deed. Where, where it, the, the Jewish people deserve to be destroyed. But if we go to that level called Emes Lamitoi, the real truth, Enoi came. That's not the case. And therefore, Moshe Rabbeinu strengthened himself. And Moshe Rabbeinu ignored completely the simple truth. The, the, which seemed clear, that the Jewish people deserve whatever Hashem is going to hit them with. But rather, Moshe Rabbeinu put that truth aside completely. And Moshe Rabbeinu davened so hard till he got sick. As the Pesach says, Vayichal Moshe es Panei Hashem It doesn't say Vayispal, it says Vayichal. The Medrash says he davened with such intensity, so hard that he became ill. As the Gemara says in Brachas, page 32, He davened so hard with such intensity to the point where sickness and trembling took him over. Like when a person is freezing cold, when a person has a high fever, they're freezing, they're shaking. That's how intense Moshe Rabbeinu's tefillah was. And then Hashem allowed himself to be appeased by Moshe Rabbeinu. And Hashem canceled all his evil plans that he had, v'chulu, etc. V'oz limdoy Hashem isporach seder hatfilah. And it's on that occasion that Hashem taught Moshe Rabbeinu the order of tefillah, the secret of tefillah. V'sider lefonov yudgimu midoy shorachmim. That's when Hashem taught him his 13 attributes of kindness. V'shom gilolai ho'emes la'amitoi. And there, Hashem revealed to Moshe Rabbeinu the highest emes, that emes lamitoi, she'etzem amitoso yisborach hu ribui that Hashem's real truth, the real truth about Hashem, is His incredible kindness. 
And Hashem's multitude of eternal kindness that is infinite. That's the real truth about Hashem. As it says in the 13 attributes of kindness. Hashem Hashem Kel Rachum Vachanun Erech Apayim Virav Chesed Veemes. Person would say those. What is Emes doing there? Emes is not kindness. Truth is not kindness. Yes, it is. When we're talking about Hashem, and when we're talking about Hashem's Emes LaAmitoi, that Hainu Shebechinas Rachum Vechanon Erech Apayim Virav Chesed. What this teaches us is that these incredible attributes of kindness, Rachum, Chanun, Erechapayim, Rav Chesed, Ze Iker Ho Emes Shel Hashem Isborach. That's the real truth of Hashem. Ki Rachamov Einom Kolom Lioilam. Because Hashem's kindness, there's no end, has no boundaries, no limitations. Come on, Shem Rabbi Sainazal, as the Gemara says, that Hashem promised Moshe Rabbeinu that if when a person davens to Hashem, if they mention Hashem's 13 attributes of kindness, that tefillah will never be ignored. It'll never come back with no results. This fits beautifully with what we're learning. The real truth about Hashem is that Hashem's kindness is infinite, boundless. No matter what, no matter how bad a person is, no matter how much Kal Yisrael falls. Praying to Hashem, crying out to Hashem, screaming to Hashem, always, always helps. The Gemara says that a person should daven before Gzardin and after Gzardin. Everything we're describing here is the opposite of that truth of the angels. Based on their perception of truth, they said to Hashem, why would you want to have human beings? Why would you want to have men? Why would you want to give them the Torah? They're just going to make a mess out of it, which, which was true. Whereas the tzaddikim, like Moshe Rabbeinu, and those who follow him, they struggled and worked so hard to, to overcome all their challenges, to beat the Eight Sahara again and again and again, Ad Shahisigu, until they were to achieve an incredible high level of understanding of Hashem, that even after all the anger that we get Hashem angry with, we do so many bad things, Adayan Rachme Amitosoi Einom Kolim Loilam. Hashem's true kindness never finishes, is never used up. Remember, we quoted the Balatanya, who says that we make a bracha every day in Shmonesre, Chanun Hamarbe Lisloyach. Hashem is kind, and He has more forgiveness. More forgiveness than what? 
more than you could ever sin, more than the most terrible, terrible things we could ever, ever do, Hashem has more kindness. His kindness is greater than that. How do we draw on that kindness? Especially, especially through tefillah. Riboy, riboy tefillah. Interesting, someone might ask that when the Gemara mentions about the 13 attributes of kindness, that we, we need to emulate Hashem. Those 13 attributes of kindness are a prayer, but it, it also means that we need to emulate Hashem's kindness. So who's to say that it's the prayer thing that's so important, so significant? I believe it's the Bnei Yisachar who brings this, who says that in the paragraph before the 13 attributes of kindness, we say there, Hashem taught us to say these 13 attributes. And he explains the other attributes there, Rachum, Vechanun, Erech Apayim, Vrav Chesed, we can emulate in action. Kel is something that we cannot emulate. There's nothing there, to, there's no way we can, Kel is, is Hashem, period. So he says, Kel, that one, the first one of the 13 attributes of kindness, Choyresa teaches us, Loimar Shloy that it's not just emulating Hashem's attributes of kindness, that just saying them alone is a formula for incredible, for arousing and activating Hashem's infinite kindness. That's one item I wanted to mention. Another item I'd like to add here, Bahashkocha. Last night was Mitzoy Shabbos. We were zuchah to say Kiddush Levana. And in Kiddush Levana, we mentioned something that Rav Nosenzal mentioned in the beginning of paragraph Lamed Gimel, which we just learned. In the third line, where he spoke about Moshe Rabbeinu accepting the mission to go take the Jews out of Mitzrayim, Rav Nosenzal says, V'holach b'shlichusa yisborach, Moshe Rabbeinu went on the mission that Hashem sent him, u'po'al pe'ulosoi be'emes, and he, he performed the actions with honesty, with complete honesty and truth. In Kiddush Levana, we say about Hashem, in the bracha for Kiddush Levana, one of the things that we say is, Poyel emes, shepe'ulosoi emes, velalevona omar shetishadeish bateres deferes. Hashem, who is poyel emes, who does truth, who performs truthful acts, shepe'ulosoi emes, and his actions are true. The Bnei Socher explained, what, what does that mean? What are we saying about Hashem? What's different about Hashem than human beings? As the Gemara gives many examples like that. He says, a human being, a plumber comes and knocks on my door, and he says, you called me, I'm here. I'm here to fix your pipe. It's fixed. It got fixed already. You came, here's $25 for your time there. He takes the $25 and he leaves. He wasn't coming to fix my pipe. He was coming to support his family. That's what he was coming for. If he had a better way of supporting family, if somebody told him they'd give him $1,000 without coming, he would call up and cancel the appointment, many of them, and take the $1,000. So human beings, we human beings, when we say we're doing something, sometimes what we're, that's not really true. That's not the whole truth. We're really doing something else, or our intention is something completely different. Our attention is focused on something else. 
How much money am I going to get for this? I'm being, billing by the hour, I'm billing by the job. That'll define how quick I work or how slow I work, all of those factors. Why? Because we have needs. We need. I need parnasa. I need this. I need that. So therefore, I say I'm doing something because of X, but really the more important reason I'm doing it is because of Y. Whereas Hashem, who doesn't need anything, Hashem doesn't need anything, when Hashem does something, Hashem is a poyel emes, shepeulosoy emes. His action is emes. He's doing it with 100% sincerity for our benefit, not for his own benefit. Hashem doesn't need any benefit, in quotes. That's how he explains that. And here, Rav is telling us about Moshe Rabbeinu. When you have a tzaddik of the caliber of Moshe Rabbeinu, we know that tzaddikim, the Gemara says, emulate Hashem. Just like Hashem is poel Moshe Rabbeinu, when he went to take out the Jews from Mitzrayim, there was no ulterior motive. There was nothing, what's in it for me? As we see, Moshe Rabbeinu is prepared to put his life on the line to protect Klal Yisrael, to save Klal Yisrael. So Rav uses that same wording, He fulfilled his, his mission, he did what he had to do with, with truth, with real truth. Any questions, please? Okay, so we're talking about Moshe Rabbeinu. That was a few thousand years ago. What does that have to do with us? We don't have Moshe Rabbeinu today. Rav Zal continues, Ubechol doer vodoer nimtsoim tzadikim uksheirim hanimshochem achreihem shemishaskim betfilo tome. In each and every generation, there are tzadikim and there are religious people who are drawn to these tzadikim, who become their students, who become close to them, who are always, always fortifying themselves with tefillah. We know the Gemara defines tefillah as dvorim ha'imdim berumoy shaloylam u'bneyodom mezalzlin That tefillah is among the most important things in Yiddishkeit, the highest, highest things, and people treat it lightly. They treat it cheaply. Which people? This could mean even religious people who learn Torah and do mitzvahs, but they don't realize, they don't understand how special tefillah is. They never learned about it, what, what there is to learn about, what there is to know. Unfortunately, we see so many cases today of children, especially children and teenagers, who don't want to go to shul. Why? Because it's meaningless to them. Why? Because it's almost meaningless to their parents. Many of the parents don't know what tefillah is really all about, how special it is, what a privilege it is, how important it is, so they can't give it over to their children. But Rav Zal says, still, in every generation, there are tzaddikim, and there are religious people who follow these tzaddikim, and they do appreciate the value of tefillah, and they do, they are mitchazek in tefillah. And through tefillah, they are involved in sweetening all the judgments that, that Hashem puts into the world. And they nullify and eliminate all the evil decrees against Klal Yisrael. 
And these tzaddikim and their students are the ones who, who encourage Klal Yisrael and they teach Klal Yisrael what they need to know in order to become really, really strong and serious in their tefillah, always. Because this is the most important truth. This is the ultimate highest truth. As it says in Ashrei, which we say every day, Hashem is close to all those that call out to Him, especially to those who call out to Him honestly, sincerely. And we mentioned from the Arizal that the Arizal says, make up your mind, which is it? Is Hashem close to, ev- to everyone? Here it says, anyone, everyone who calls out to Him, and then it says afterwards to those who call out to him with truth. Which is it? And the Arizal says it's both. It's two different levels. All those that call out to Hashem, through their tefillah, they make a connection to Hashem. They get close to Hashem. Those who are zechot to call out to Hashem be'emes, those who really, really take tefillah seriously, and they put their heart into it, and they put everything they can into it, and they try to do it at the best time possible. They try to daven shachras as early as possible. And they try to daven with a minion. And they try to daven at, at the times that are most opportune, midnight, other times, all, all, all the times and places. They try to daven by Kivrei Tzadikim, by the Kaisal Maravi, or, or in any holy place. The Arizal says those people, L'choyel asher yikre'uhu Hashem is close to them now, even though they're going to call out to Hashem at some future time, Be'emes. Now it's 8.30 in the morning here in Eretz Yisrael. A person is planning on having his spoiledus at 4 o'clock this afternoon. And when this person has his spoiledus, they put their heart into it. They do everything they can to really, really pray to Hashem from the depths of their heart. The Pesach says, L'choyel asher yikre'uhu Be'emes. Hashem be connects to that person now in the morning, knowing that this person at some future time is going to call out to him Be'emes. Uchsiv, and there's another pasuk that says, "Va'ani svilosi Hashem I Hashem present my tefillah to you at a time when there's when when there's tremendous goodwill from you. Eloikim berov chazdecha aneni be'emes yishecha. Hashem, with your great kindness, please answer my prayer with your true salvation. That word, emes, is in there. Rav Nosenzal says, note, be'emes daika. Note that word, be'emes, is inserted there. <coughs> what, what are we saying here? Ki animamen she be'emes la'amitoi gam ato adayan ato chofei What I'm saying here is, that I believe 100% that with your MS Lamitoi, with your highest truth, Hashem, even now, when I'm not so good, I haven't been such a good boy, I've done a lot of bad things recently, even now, you want to help me. And therefore, I strengthen myself, I encourage myself, even though the Eight Sarah tells me, what are you davening for? You did so many things that Hashem doesn't want to hear from you. He doesn't want to see you. Stay out of his face. 
You'd be better off if you, if you just approach Hashem, you'll remind Hashem of all the bad things you did. I ignore that. I encourage myself and I daven. And what's my tefillah? Hashem, answer my tefillah with your true salvation. And again, I'm referring to that emes lamitoi. I know that Hashem has that rachmim gedoylem, that emes lamitoi, that infinite, infinite reservoir of kindness that can accommodate that oitzer matnas chinam, that could accommodate even, even a person who's done many bad things. Vohovein heitev heitev. Rav Nosson Zal adds here, understand very, very well how much a Jew has to encourage themselves and strengthen themselves regarding tefillah all the time. No matter what. No matter what kind of bad experience you just had. No matter what mistake you just did. And this is exactly what Moshe Rabbeinu did when he broke the Luchais, as we discussed this previously in paragraph Chavches, paragraph 28. We, we mentioned that the Luchais is the book of truth. That was the Torah. Moshe Rabbeinu saw the Jews worshipping idols. He took the book, book of truth and he smashed it. He destroyed it. Why? Because according to the book of truth, they deserve to be wiped out, to be destroyed completely. Moshe Rabbeinu was showing that I know that that's standard truth. I know Hashem has a higher truth, the emes lamitoi, where Hashem does not want to destroy the Jewish people, even though they worshipped idols, even though we made terrible mistakes. Ki kol heven Moshe achakach al All of this, Moshe Rabbeinu understood at that time, based on what Hashem had hinted to him, in Parshas Vo'era that we discussed in the previous year or the year before that, where Moshe Rabbeinu was refusing to take the Jews out of Egypt because what am I going to take them out? They're so bad that this mission is definitely going to fail. And even after I take them out of Egypt, they're going to do sins. They're going to mess up. So what? And Hashem told him, you don't know. You don't know. You don't know my levels of kindness. You don't know how even with all their sins, I still love them. And I still want them to come close to me and I want to help them, etc., etc. Very important question I see in the chat. Person says, I live in a Litvish neighborhood, and a lot of people here have a cheerful attitude. Hashem knows what he's doing. Isn't that better? than putting so much emphasis on tefillah, on changing Hashem's decrees? The answer is that there was an incident during Rabbein lifetime, where Rabbein warned people at the time that there are decrees coming down the Russia, where they lived, is planning on issuing evil decrees, conscription, to conscript Jewish kids for 20, a draft, not the Israeli draft, this is the Russian draft, 25 years in the army, taking kids and kids 12, 13 year olds, even younger, bringing them into the army at that age and tearing them away from their parents, their Jewish communities, anything to do with religion, put them into the army for 25 year stints. 
that was one, one decree and other decrees. And there was a debate in the Jewish world at the time. There were some people saying that never, Hashem would never let such a thing happen. And there were others saying we have to be mispalel. And when Rabbi Nezal heard that there were people saying such a thing, Hashem would never let some, such a thing happen. What are they, nuts? Crazy? They forgot the tragedies that we've They forgot that there was a Spanish Inquisition? They forgot to, that there was a, a slavery in Egypt. They forgot all the terrible, terrible, terrible things that Klal Yisrael has been... So, so, that's ridiculous. We have to battle, we have to scream and plead with Hashem. And Rabbi Nezal revealed the secret of clapping hands and dancing, that that's also one of the powerful things that nullifies decrees. And, and Rabbi Nezal and his students took this very seriously. And at one point, Rabbi Nezal commented that I've succeeded in pushing this off 20 some odd years. And Rav Nosanzal writes that sure enough, 25 years after, after that is when those decrees went into effect. And thousands of Jewish kids, the Cantonists, Cantonists that they were called, thousands, thousands of Jewish kids were conscripted into, were torn away from their parents. They had all kinds, all kinds of spies looking to, searching for Jewish kids, and some of the spies, unfortunately, were Jews, and ripping these kids away from their families, putting them into the army, and many of these kids, unfortunately, disconnected completely for religion. There were some of them that still remain connected, and there are some incredible stories of some of these kids who graduated the Russian army after 20, and, and, and minyanim of these Cantonist kids who didn't know how to daven, and yet, Incredible, incredible, broken hearts, you know, Tashem. So the, what, what Rabbi, there, there, there is an attitude, there is a realization of everything Hashem does is for the good, it's really good, but that does not negate our, when we hear somebody sick, making a mishaberach for them, being mispal for them, we spoke about this, that sometimes when we don't have vessels to receive Hashem's kindness, if Hashem were to give us the kindness, it would blind us, it would hurt us. So we're forced to receive the Midas Hadin from Hashem. But through tefillah, tefillah is one of the best things that creates vessels into which Hashem's kindness can be received, and that removes, that eradicates the, the decrees. Look at what Moshe Rabbeinu did. Did Moshe Rabbeinu say Hashem knows what he's doing? When Hashem said to him, I want to destroy the Jewish people, of course you're right, Hashem. Is that what Moshe Rabbeinu said? or we went to battle, or we have the Gemara that we quoted previously, Lamanatseach Mizmor, where the Gemara says, Zamru We sing to the one who we defeat him, and he loves it, he rejoices when we defeat him. And we told the story with Rabbi Shimon Bar Yechoyzal, that, that an angel came down, sent from heaven to destroy the world, because, again, there's a reason, there's a Pasuk in the Torah that says, Va'avraham hoyo yihyeh is 30, and, and the angel Hashem said that there has to be a minimum of 30 tzaddikim of a certain caliber in order to sustain the world, and they're not, so let's shut it down. And Rabbi Shemar says to the angel, go home. The angel goes up and Hashem says, what are you doing here? I sent you on a mission. He says, but Rabbi Shimon Baruchoy told me to leave. He said, and I'm telling you to go down. The angel goes back down and now Rabbi Shimon Baruchoy threatens him and tells him, now I'm warning you, if you don't leave, then you're not going to be able to go back up. You'll be in the same place as those other angels who came back down and couldn't go back up. 
the angel goes back up, and Hashem says, you better listen. You better, because he's, he, he means what he says. Mission canceled. And the, the Zohar Kodesh says, a baskoil came out from heaven and said, Ashrecha Rabbi Shimon, that Hashem issues decrees, and you nullify the decree. And it's about you that the Pasuk says, Ritzoin Yerei of Yaseh, that Hashem fulfills the will of those who respect him. Yereyov. Any questions, please? Now, Rav Nosenzal is going to explain something very, very interesting. I believe it might be in this coming week, Parsha, Parsha's Vayero, Parsha's Hashavua. Based on what we've been learning here about Emes, we're going to understand an incredible give and take between Hashem and Avimelech, who when Avram Avinu went down to, or it was this past week's parsha, when Avram Avinu went down to Mitzrayim, and, and right away the people there they see his wife, and they say that she's beautiful, take her to Avimelech. And Avimelech accepts her. And they ask him, who is she? He says, she's my sister. And Avimelech takes her into the palace and he's going to do what he wants. The Gemara says that night, Hashem gave Avimelech and everyone in the palace a beating that they'll never, ever forget. Hashem closed all the openings in their body. They couldn't go to the bathroom. They couldn't do anything. And pain, suffering, everything... And then Avimelech got the message that some kind of mistake here, something's wrong. And it says that Sorimenu was pleading, to, davening to Hashem that whole night. And Avimelech got the message and he realizes that it's, it's Avram Avinu's wife. So he goes to Avram Avinu and says, why did you lie to me? Why didn't you tell me it's your wife? I, I could have done something and who knows what kind of trouble I could have gotten into. And, and that whole give and take, Rav Nosan Sal is going to explain now. Avram Avinu, who's the liar? Avram Avinu or Avimelech? And this is why when, when Avimelech cries out to Hashem and he says to Hashem, he says to Hashem, Hagoi gam tzadik taharoik? Hashem, do you kill non-Jews and tzadikim? I'm a tzadik. I didn't do it. I didn't mean anything wrong. He told me, he didn't tell me it's his wife. He told me it's his sister. So Hashem responds, Hashem says, I also knew that you did this with sincerity. You were sincere. You, you didn't know it was his wife. And therefore, I made sure to prevent you from touching her, from doing any harm. Rashi, Rashi Kodesh explains there, it's true that your, your intention, your initial intention wasn't to sin. It wasn't taking somebody else's wife. We know that Avimelech said to Hashem, I, I did this innocently. My hands are clean. Hashem said there was no clean hands here. Don't tell me anything about clean hands. Ki ikr ho emes la'amitoi because the only way that a human being can achieve real honesty, emes lamitoi, 
is only if the person is really pure, has purified themselves from all materialistic desires of this world. And the most important desire that a person has to purify themselves from in order to be zoichet to emes is mitaivo haklolis, from the all-encompassing taiva of pegama bris, the wrong, the sinful type of desire between men and women. Kishmiras habris hu bechinas emes, because shmiras habris is directly associated with emes. Bechinas kuloi zera emes, as the pasuk says, the seed, pure seed, is all seed of truth. And as Rabbi Nezal discusses this in other places, because as Rabbi Nezal explains in the beginning of chapter 51 in Likut Imran, which this halach is based on, that what causes a person to lie, what causes a person to not realize the truth, the real truth, is when the person's blood is messed up, the blood is spoiled. Shesheker, Rabbi Nezal writes there, Shesheker yef sheloimar kim shemaacher esdomov. That a person will not lie, will not say out and out lies, unless that person's blood has first become spoiled and damaged through sins, through sins of pigama bris especially, Ayin Shom, take a look at Likut Imran, where Rabbi Nassau speaks about this. We know there's a Pasuk in Tehillim, where the Pasuk says, Sholach Yodov Bishloimov, a person extended his hand against those who, are at, those who are peaceful, those who are the tzaddikim. This is referring to those people who attack tzaddikim. They make machloikas against tzaddikim. It says, Sholach Yodov Bishloimov, Chileo Brisoi. You can be sure that that person has had chilol abris. You can be sure that that person committed sins of pigam abris. And Rav Zal said this. When Rav Zal saw the machlekes against him and against Breslov during his time, Rav Zal made it perfectly clear that these people who are attacking Rav Zal, they're attacking Breslov, they're attacking the tzaddik, you can be sure and how? With all kinds of lies, making up all kinds of lies about Breslov, about Rabbi Nezal, you can be sure that there's chilol abris. bifrat taiva haklolius hualidei And all types of sinful desires, whether it's taivas momoin, taivas achila, all especially, especially the Taiva Chloe's, especially Pigama Bris, is the result of spoiled blood, damaged blood inside the person. The blood has been damaged through other sins, especially Chilla Bris. Alkain, therefore, when the Satan tries to convince a person to make a mistake, to do something bad based on that person's truth. He wants to get angry, he wants to break a window, he wants to express anger, or any other type of bad thing based on his feeling right. Um, he's right. Especially when the Yitzhara tries to convince a person to support machloikis, 
machlokes against tzaddikim or machlokes in a house, machmas ha'emes shaloi, because I'm right. I I am right. That my my opinion is the truth. Tzorich lehistakel atzmoi. The person has to look very carefully at themselves. Imhuzoch venaki mehatayvos. Is that person pure and clean from all types of taivas roys? Achila pegamabris befrat mi taivo hanal, especially tikanabris. Am I really, really pure in tikanabris? If I'm not, and since most of us know that we are not 100% pure, how can I rely on my emes? How can I rely on my perception of truth? Especially when it's going to involve persecuting another Jew, going to battle against another Jew. Especially if a person wants to attack a group of Jews, a community of Jews. Because a real pure truth, this emes lamitoi, the only one who reaches, who achieves that level, is the tzadik emes. He has clean hands. His hands are not stained with sins. He is pure from all types of sinful desires. Especially regarding Tikkun Abris, he's the one who has purified himself completely in that area. He does not have any of that spoiled blood. He is the only one who achieves this highest, highest level of truth. The rest of us, the most important truth that we need to know is that we are very far from understanding real das, from Hashem's das. And therefore, we have to strengthen ourselves with emuna. We have to go to the tzaddik and ask him, should I be doing this? Is this the right thing for me to do? Whether it's machlokes in the house, whether it's machlokes against another Jew, any type of thing. This is why Hashem said to Avimelech, I hear you claim that you didn't mean anything, you didn't do, you didn't mean anything, you had no bad intentions. Because Avimelech perceived himself mamish as it's a complete tzaddik. As if he's Mr. Honest, the Avraham hit Ohu Beshikroi. And Avram Avinu, this bad guy Avram Avinu, may cause Avimelech to make a mistake through his lies. Sheomar Achoisehi, that Avram has said she's my sister. He didn't admit that Sarah was his wife. And therefore, it seemed to Avimelech that he has a good claim against Hashem who beat him up. who beat him up for nothing. Therefore, Avimelech complained and he said, 
Do you kill a, a goy and even a tzaddik? He told me she was his sister. I, I did whatever I did with a pure heart and with clean hands. So what Avimelech is really saying is, I am the man of truth. He's the liar. Avram Avinu is the liar. Hey, Shivoy Hashem is Borach. Hashem responded to him, Gamanoichi Yodati ki besom levavcha asisazois. I also know that there was a, a degree of innocence here. Ki bevadai ho emes itcho, she asisazois be emes besom levavcha. It's true, your claim is true that you did not know that she was his wife. So there is some degree of truth. But to say you have clean hands, you don't have no clean hands. As Rashi HaKadosh says over there, Because if you had clean hands, Meaning that you weren't a Baltaiva, that you couldn't wait to have another woman, and another woman, you used your position as king to, to have women brought to you. You definitely would not have come to this stumbling block. Because I have a question. Let's go back to the beginning. Your opening interaction with Avram Avinu. We have a question. You got a problem over there. How come the first question you ask a person when he comes into your country is, is that your sister or your wife? As Avram Avinu responded to Avimelech, when Avimelech asked him, What did you see that got you to do such a terrible thing to lie and say she's your sister? Avram Avinu said to him, I'll tell you what I saw. I saw there's no Yira Shemayim here. There's no respect for, for heaven. Ukma Shapirish Rashi, as Rashi Kodash elaborates, Achsanoi Shabolayir, when when a guest comes into a city, Al Iske Ishtoy Shalanasi, the first thing you ask him is, Who's that lady? Is that your wife or your sister? So I saw who I'm dealing with. And because you are such a Baltaiva that the first thing your first interest is another woman. The Ainchonakikapaim, you don't have clean hands. Your supposed honesty, your honesty tripped you up to the point where you thought it's only his sister, I can take her. You took her. And when Hashem started beating you, you and all the people in your palace, you're screaming that you're a tzaddik. And it's his fault. Avram Avinu caused you to make this mistake through his lie. You're not looking carefully to see your spoiled blood is what caused you to make this mistake. To veer off course. And not to be zeichet to the real truth. Ach meyachar shaaf al pikein kavanos cholay hoyo leiser godol 
However, Hashem says to him, but still, even though you weren't ready, if, if it was his wife, maybe you wouldn't have taken her that day. So you weren't, your intention wasn't to, complete, to do a super sin. Therefore, I was nice to you, and I prevented you from touching her, from doing any harm to her. Because Hashem takes pity on a person when Hashem sees that the person has some degree of emes, some degree of truth. When he sees the person wants emes, it's just that the person is fooling themselves. Hashem has pity on that person. And Hashem sends messages to that person. He hints to the person that the person should change their ways, to correct their ways. However, you must be honest and admit to yourself that you don't have clean hands. You're not Mr. Purity. You're not 100% pure. And therefore, even though supposedly you were being honest, you were being straight, let, let me investigate. I'm not, a, I'm not the, the worst Russian. I'm not gonna, if it's his wife, I'm, I'm going I'm to ask. I'm being an honest person. I'm going to ask a question, an innocent question. So because of that, because you're not Niki Kapayim, you were able to come to an error through your emes. And this is what the Pasuk says in Tehillim, chapter 24. Today's Tehillim, the Shir Shalyoim for today, Sunday. Which person is privileged to climb the mountain of Hashem? And which person is to remain steadfast in his holy place? Neki kapayim uvar levov. It's only a person who has pure, clean hands and a pure heart. Whose, whose soul has no association whatsoever with lies, with falseness. Rav says, Neki kapayim uvar levov daika. Note there were two things mentioned there. The pure, clean hands and pure heart. When a person's hands are clean, they haven't dirtied their hands with sins. That person is to have a pure heart and, and doesn't, get, doesn't get taken off course by lies. That person is saved from all kinds of falseness, and that person is to the real truth. And it's only one like that that's to climb the mountain, to climb and go higher and higher and higher, and to remain there, not to fall back down. And that's why Avraham Avinu had to hide the truth you had to claim she's my sister. Because the Gemara says a tzaddik is allowed to engage in trickery when he's dealing with a trickster, 
When he's dealing with somebody who's a liar, the tzaddik is allowed to play his game. When the tzaddik sees that the person isn't really sincere. Ki ki because the tzaddik, when he sees that there's no truth in the world, the tzaddik is forced to hide the truth, that pure truth that he knows, in order to protect himself. This is why tzaddikim sometimes cannot reveal how great they really are. Because if they would, because the world is into so much sheker, they'll use that against him. They'll say he's a Balgaida. V'dayko al and by hiding the truth sometimes, by concealing himself, that enables him to do what he needs to do to try to bring as much emes into the world as he can. Just as Yaakov had to know how to deal when he dealt with these super Rishoim, Lovan and Esav, he had to know how to play their game properly. Any questions, please? The answer is correct. The question in the chat, is it true that the Begama Bris, Rav Nassim is referring to, could be of a very subtle nature and not outright sin? For example, one of his main opponents, the Savranarov, never married again when he got widowed. The answer is yes, that there are many different ver- ver- variations of Pigama Bris. And, and a person needs to, know, <clears throat> needs to know that sometimes a person thinks that they're pure and everything, and, and they don't know that the area of Shmira Sabris and Tikana Bris includes many different things. I remember to mention that at Sadiq, Reb Moshe Burstein, Zechrein of Rocha, when his first wife passed away, I believe he was in his 70s, possibly in his late, late 70s. And Reb Moshe Burstein was a Baltfela at one point, and they said that with, without a wife, he can't continue to be a Baltfela, to lead the Tfila. And he was Zechrein to get married, to remarry at that age, shortly afterwards. And, and married a wonderful woman and lived out the rest of his life, both of them, in, with such beauty and purity, etc. He had a wife. You know. Rabbenazal, his wife passed away. A few months later, he, he remarried. So that's one example. That could be one example of an aspect of Pigama Bris. Anyone else, please? And Yitz Hashem will have the Shia tomorrow. We still have some incredible, incredible things that Rav Nelson Zal is going to teach us about this topic. Wishing everybody a wonderful week. Shabbat to all kinds of Yeshua's and Besura's Torah's and the Gula Shleimah. Amen.